everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame or Fire and Magic Me. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this week finds each of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. Each week when we gather in this sacred collective healing space, it's important that we gather and recite our mantra. And mantras and affirmations are extremely important to me because I feel the power of words is not only impactful, but can also shift your thought pattern, your energy, and your vibration into a neutralized grounded, better space. So without further ado, I want you to take a couple of moments and just ground and center yourself. Take a nice deep breath. And when you're ready, you can place your hand in the center of your chest, over your heart, feeling that beat that is your soul's purpose and your life force energy. And together we'll recite the following, always I rise. You can take another nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose, exhalation out through the mouth, and that should center all of you. So when we were getting ready to record the second season of Be the Flame, it was a commitment on my part and a promise that I wanted to make to not only myself, but each of you to dive in deeper and talk about things that were a little taboo or things that were trigger topics. Yet I had no idea, I had no clue and did not anticipate that what we were going to talk about today was going to end up being a topic. Today's topic will be about the experience of having a stroke and At the time that we're recording this episode, I am 10 days out from having a mild stroke. And like I said, this was not anything that I anticipated happening. And having a stroke has been a big shift in my life, obviously. And one of the main things that I have been asked by a few people is, when you had your stroke, were you scared? And the answer to that is without a doubt, yes, of course I was scared. I uh, went to bed at 10 o'clock and three hours later I woke up and I had an excruciating headache all on the right side of my head into my jaw, but I didn't have control over using my arm or leg. And I was able to get up out of bed and make it to the bathroom because I was saying to myself, I think I'm having a stroke. And one of the concerns is the face drooping. And when I made it to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I noticed I didn't have the face drooping, but um, I wasn't able to talk or articulate, and that's known as aphasia. And I also noticed that my right arm was um, turned in. It was atrophied and it was up against my chest, so I knew I was in trouble. And I knew that um, I had to get to the hospital as soon as possible. I was in an intensive care unit. They call it intermediate intermediate care management. And um, the stroke that I had was mild. And for those of you who may not be familiar with what stroke actually is clinically, it's when a blood vessel or an artery, in my case, in my brain, the oxygen flow was cut off. And so that's what triggered the stroke episode. And I don't like to say that I suffered from a stroke because I don't feel even through that process that I was suffering, but I was having the experience. But what I found very interesting throughout all of this is that happened on Father's Day. And my dad has been on the other side going on seven years. So, you know, the the spiritual side of you starts to kick in even in those moments when you're having 
um, a medical emergency or crisis because I didn't lose cognition. So this whole time that I was going through this process, I was still aware and I wasn't in a state of confusion, which can sometimes happen with a stroke patient. I did spend a couple days in the hospital and I will say as a spiritual person, having a long-standing healing arts practice, I am not a good patient. And I can admit to that. And for as much advice and love and wisdom that I can provide those who come and see me for care and those that are in my life that are my active loved ones, I wasn't able to really take on any of the input that they were giving me because I was just being a complete pain in the ass. And I can say that because I know I was. And I just wanted to get out of the hospital. I'm glad I stayed as long as I did, I will say, however, because um, the first night I was in the hospital, I had a second episode. It was not as intensified as the first one. And I'm very grateful, let me say, that I'm alive, number one, but that I recovered as quickly as I did. Because as we know, if you have loved ones or you yourself have experienced a stroke experience, sometimes that leaves you with a little bit of weakness and sometimes paralysis and deficits in cognition or speech or mobility. And I was very, very lucky that this time I came out unscathed. I'm about 90% on my right side. And I know that through the help of Pilates, which I have been doing for six years, that will continue to rehab me. But it, it forced me to take a moment and say, what is this teaching me? And sometimes that's hard. We, we don't wanna look at the lessons even though we know we should. And I think for me, the lesson or lessons are in a couple of different areas of my life. Number one, I need to um, honor asking for help, which I'm horrible at. I'm self-admittant. You could offer help to me 20 ways from Sunday and I'm gonna tell you no as many ways as you're trying to offer it to me. That is something that I do have to examine more deeply and go within because I, uh, you know, I think I'm invincible. Even though my mortality has been examined as a result of this, I know that as much as I like to go around and say I am invincible and I am um, a superwoman, which I am, I'm not saying I'm not those things, but I do need to say yes to accepting help. So I am working on that. So that is something I'm actively doing. I'm also doing some sound healing through brain tap and that is strengthening and recovering my brain as well. But I've also had to learn the power of silence and stillness, which is not something that uh, I particularly enjoy because as you know, the old saying, no matter where you go, there you are. And I think when we have a lot of movement and a lot of activity in our life, we um, can push that concept further and further away. And after having a stroke, I'm forced to have more quiet and I'm forced to have more stillness and I'm forced to kind of look at myself. And that's not a bad thing, but that can be a challenging thing. But in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things and we can do hard things like still um, examine ourselves after we've had a stroke experience and we can still continue to sizzle and shine. I do feel on the other side of this are some really magical things. What those are in this moment, I don't know yet. I just know they're on the horizon. 
but oils have been really beneficial and helpful. Sleeping is one of the number one things that a person who suffers or experiences a stroke can do for themselves. So I have been pretty tired, so I am sleeping more. And what's interesting is that sleep was a huge challenge for me before this experience, and now it's effortless. So if anything was going to come of this, inserting a little levity into a very serious matter, I am sleeping a lot better. And I do think it will alter how I practice day to day when I'm working with your smalls and working with you, the mama bears. And I think that's all going to be a wonderful positive for me. So yes, I was scared. I was scared shitless. I was scared shitless because I didn't know if I was going to recover and I didn't know what that was going to mean for the rest of my journey. And in Western society, I know there's a taboo on talking about our mortality. I've never had a problem talking about that. And I know that I have a couple of really good friends that we can have those conversations and we can talk about things that you want if you become incapacitated and what you want your final wishes to look like. And I think it is important I'm 49 years old and this happened to me. A stroke isn't something that only happens to the elderly. It isn't something that only happens to an individual who have other comorbidities or other things happening. In my case, I experienced stroke, but I also am a chemotherapy patient. So, you know, they really don't know the long-term side effects of chemotherapy agents on the body and if that could be a contributing factor as well. So it's been a lot, but it's been an interesting 10 days at the time we record this, but I do feel good and, you know, I feel pretty good. I look normal. Um, you know, I don't know how normal we all are at the end of the day, but I feel good and I'm getting stronger by the minute. And I'm so grateful for all of those who contributed to my recovery process and who continue to contribute to that process because I always feel that there is strength in numbers and the power of collective healing is really massive and ginormous. And it allows me to accept, which is, again, something that I don't do very well. So when I recently saw my doctor for my follow-up after being in the hospital for a couple of days, and he read all the reports and went over things with me, one of the things that he shared is because of the size of the artery in my brain that had cutoff or constriction of oxygen and blood flow is that there really wasn't much medically that could be done because it was so tiny and it's so deep into the brain. However, I'm grateful that my mind is wired for alternative support and protocols, which is why I now have a great system in place, I feel, including the doTERRA protocol for supporting healthy brain function, the power of chiropractic, which I have been a supporter of for many years since I joined forces with Dr. Corey at Chiropractic for Life, obviously the power of sleep for brain recovery, and the power of staying active yet not overdoing it, rehabbing my right side through more Pilates, and of course, stillness and silence, which is also good too, because it's in those moments that we learn a lot about ourselves, even though we may not want to. And I do feel that all those things combined is what is contributing to my road of healing and recovery. And so it is. So I wanna ask each of you, what are you waiting for? And it's a question that I've had to ask myself over the past 10 days. 
But I think the question has become much, much louder. It already existed prior to me going into the hospital from experiencing a stroke, but now it's it's almost like there's a megaphone in my ear and I'm being asked, what are you waiting for? And when we have crises that crop up in our life and they, they don't even have to be a medical emergency, so to speak, it can just be a traumatic event altogether. We ask ourselves, what are we waiting for? And I always say, if our tomorrow is not promised, why are we wasting all these precious moments today? If tomorrow isn't promised, why aren't we living our fullest life, our best life today? And I know that a lot of times that that's easier said than done because we're so wired and we're so programmed and we're so conditioned to be in yesterday's muck. But when you are faced with something that can completely alter the trajectory of your current life existence, it makes you stop and ask that question, what are you waiting for? So if there's something that you want to do, if there's something that you want to see, if you want to travel and COVID aside, it's been a real shitty year for a lot of us, but life is now starting to resume and people are on the move again. If you want to take that trip and you want to be by the ocean or you want to get on a plane or get in your car and you want to see a new site, if you want to have that adventure, right? You need to harness the power of being around the people who lift you up, right? There's a lot of assholes out there. I know this firsthand. And I am recognizing that it's important that we kind of have to thin the weeds, if you will, or clear the weeds out of our lives. And we have to say yes to us and our joy and our happiness and our health and well-being. And we have to also say more of the no to the things that are lowering our vibration. And it's not only the foods we put in our body or the media that we listen to or the programming that we watch, but it's also the people that are in our lives. And I've touched on this on more than one occasion. But again, when you are examining your own life and your own mortality, these are the things that come up and these are the things that get louder and louder. And I do believe there is a divine intervention in all of this. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, this happened to me on Father's Day. I don't take that lightly. I know that my dad was with me in that moment when I woke up. I know he was with me in the ambulance. I know he was there in the hospital. And I know he was right there supporting me, letting me know that it's going to be okay. But there's a big lesson in this for you. And so I don't take any of that lightly. I'm difficult and I'm challenging but I also do listen. It just takes me a little extra time. So I wanna make sure that you, you examine your own life and you say to yourself, what the hell am I waiting for? one of my favorite parts of the episode, which is diving into the crystal wisdom. And I did a little research before we recorded this episode because I wanted to talk about a stone that supports healthy brain function. And it is one of my most favorite magical stones, which is lapis, lapis lazuli. I would have to say honestly that I've been in love with lapis for so many years and I had no idea that this was a stone that people could use to support their healing and recovery after experiencing a stroke. So 
And this is my favorite piece because it is a heart and it is from one of my most favorite places on the entire planet, which is sagegoddess.com, Dr. Athena Paracas. And so brain health, supporting the healthy function of the brain and also lapis is great for lowering blood pressure. Okay, that is what's known to do some of its healing medicine or healing properties. So if you have lapis in your stone and crystal collection, I highly encourage you to take it out and hang out with it because it can do many magical things for us. Moving on to our everyday messages, and this is our collective group card. I always like to select a card from this amazing little affirmation deck that I created. I think it's been like four years now. And the deck was already shuffled before we're filming this, and the card was selected by Randy, and she picked the perfect card for today's episode, and that is just for today. There are no buts in gratitude. I want you to sit with that a minute. I get fired up when this card is selected, and I'm going to tell you why. Because we can't say we're grateful for something and insert the word but. The minute you do that, you just negated everything that you claim to be grateful for. So I'll give you an example. I love my job, but, right? My friend is really great, but I really am grateful to have this car, but the minute you say, but you just negated all the things you claim to be grateful for. So how are we going to perpetuate and how are we going to keep that cycle and that loop of gratefulness and gratitude and appreciation going every time you insert the word but into something, all right? So I want you to sit and think about that for a moment. If this card is a trigger for you, I'm glad, congratulations. You wanna know why? Because it's an opportunity for you to hit pause and step back and examine just why you're tweaked by me delivering you this message, all right? So your group message for this upcoming week your feet to the fire, your homework, which I give you every time we gather, is where in, you, in your life are you experiencing buts when you are expressing your unwavering and undying gratitude. I hope you all enjoyed hanging out today. I know this has been a very uh, off-topic thing, not anything that I was anticipating happening, but I'm sure glad we shared the space and I shared my journey and experience with my recent stroke. And I am on the road to recovery and I wanna thank each of you for joining forces with me today, for gathering on Be The Flame, creating that sacred space together. And I wanna remind you in the words of Glennon Doyle that we can do hard things. We do hard things every damn day and we can do hard things every damn day and we can still sizzle and we can still shine and we can still be a badass and we can still be beautiful and sexy. So please don't you ever forget that. I would love to connect further with all of you out there. So if you would like to get in touch, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can do that through the main website, which is amybarilla.com. You can also share this podcast with your friends and your family and with colleagues and with anyone you feel could benefit from the information shared, not only from today's episode, but from all previous and all future episodes as well. You can find that wherever you listen to a really great podcast. And also you can find me on Instagram under Amy Barilla Pediatrics. I would love to connect with you all that way. 
Thank you so much. Have a magical week. I love you. I see you. I hear you in always, all in all ways. And please go out, shine your light, shine your magic, and continue to sizzle. Amen. Amen.